Welcome to the weekly message from Encounter, where your past has no future and hope is reborn. Our speaker today is Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor at Encounter. John chapter 14, verse 25. Jesus is speaking and he says this, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Father, I just pray right now that through the power of your Holy Spirit, and through the power of your word, that we receive truth here today, God. More than just a head knowledge of truth, a heart knowledge of truth. Help us to know truth so that that truth can set us free. Holy Spirit, I, I know that without you, there's nothing of value going to be accomplished. So I just release you to just have your way. Speak to our hearts today in Jesus' name. Amen. John chapter 14 is started off in a unique way. He, he starts it off by blowing the world up. It's kind of like when that person comes to you, maybe... Maybe your spouse is like this. They come to you and they say, okay, now listen, don't be upset. Because <laughs> you know what you're about to hear isn't good. And so here's how Jesus starts John chapter 14. He starts by telling them, hey guys, I'm out of here. I'm gone. See you later. It's over. It's been a real trip. But let not your heart be troubled. You just blew our life up. You blew our world up. What do you mean, don't let my heart be troubled? He said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, then believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am you may be also. Where I go you know, and the way you know. And Thomas speaks up and he says, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? And he said, I, I, I'm the way. I'm the truth, and I'm the life. If you had known me, you'd, you'd known the Father. I, I'm the way. And, and then we pick up the story later in 14 when he says this. Don't let your heart be troubled. We talked about last week, it is all about the heart. It, it is all about the heart. We're living in a modern Christianity today when, when they're wanting to make it all about what goes on out there. But God doesn't look on the out there. He, he looks on the heart. And he, he, he brings up this picture that Peace is something more than just the absence of a struggle. It's more than the absence of a warfare that, 
that, that peace is different than that. If you, you look up peace in the Greek, it, 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 it means that. It means the absence of a struggle, the absence of strife. But, and I understand that the New Testament was written in Greek, but Jesus wasn't Greek. And when you look up peace in the Hebrew language, it means the, the expulsion of chaos. Not the absence of it, the expulsion of it. Now, what that means is that Jesus is trying to tell us something, that, that peace is more than just a, an ideal thought or a state of mind. It, it's, it's more than that. He's telling them that, that this peace is so important that the Holy Spirit has been tasked to teach us about it and to remind us about it. And, and, and he's trying to drive home this message that, that peace is something tangible. We, we see early on in the book of Luke that, that the world has been 400 years or so with, with an absence of a word from God. There has been silence and, and there's now no visions, there's no prophecy, there's no word from God, there's, there's nothing and we, we find chaos in all of that. And then God breaks the silence by sending down angels and they tell us in Luke chapter 2 and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to man. They understood from their directions from God that that what was absent in mankind after 400 years of silence from heaven was an absence of peace. And, and they transmit that peace by their words. They're not hippies saying, hey, peace, man. They're, they're not just greeting like we greet one another. How you doing? Fine, how you doing? This is a declaration This is a pronouncement. This is a a release of something. And the release of the something is peace. And we we see Jesus telling us that this peace is not like the the world gives peace. It's it's different. It's tangible. We see that an absence of a word from God brings chaos. But the word of God brings peace. Peace. And so this peace is is not like the world gives, because you see in the world, peace is determined by circumstances. You know, quit fighting. Or let's have a temporary peace. That's That's a unique one. Okay? We're fighting. Let's not fight for a week, but then I'll see you back here and we'll fight some more. I'm not sure what the idea is behind that. At 12... At 11.59, we're at peace. At 12.01, we're firing rockets again. In the world, peace is determined by outward circumstances. But Jesus said, the peace I give you isn't like that. And here's what the Holy Spirit wants us to understand. We, we sometimes get this backwards. We think 
We want God to change our circumstances so that we can have peace. How many know what I'm talking about? God, if, if my enemies were just gone, if this person wasn't irritating me, if I didn't have this struggle, I'd be at peace. But the scripture says that's not how the kingdom of God works. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. The book of Psalms says that in the presence of our enemies, he spreads a table before us. You see, God's desire is is not the vacating of your enemies, but it's that you have peace in the midst of a storm. It's a, he wants us to know that this peace is, is tangible. When you, when you see him in scripture, you, you see him speaking peace, but he, he uses a unique set of words. He's often saying this, I give you peace. He's not wishing it upon them. He's not hoping that they have peace. He's not changing their circumstances. He said, I, I want to give you something. I want to give you peace. And so Paul sees the importance of that in the Holy Spirit doing the job that Jesus said he would do was often t- saying to his, his followers, listen, I give you peace. Because this peace is, is different than the peace of the world. This peace does not come because our circumstances have changed. This peace comes so that we can often change our circumstances. You see, if, if we have peace because our circumstances have changed, we're no different than the world. But if we have peace in the midst of chaos, then we got that peace from somewhere. It's tangible. I, I can give it to you. I, I can hand it to you. It's, it's, you can carry it. You can stick it in your pocket. It, it, it's movable. It goes with you. It's not waiting for your circumstances to change. It's inside of you. So that when you walk into a circumstance, your peace can change that circumstance. Had an individual one time who was deeply involved in the occult. And at times I would go to visit them and to engage them for God. And, and, and sometimes it was a struggle. They were, they were, it was a very dark place. And, and at that time in their life, they were very dark people. And it ends up well. They eventually give their heart to God. But there was a season when it it was a struggle. And I I went through a time when I wasn't sure I was doing any good. And the Holy Spirit then gave me a vision to teach me something. And and in the vision, I I saw myself stepping on the, 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 the step going up to their house. And they had a very unique step. So I knew where I was at. All I saw was my foot stepping on a step. And then... Then I'm standing inside of their house. And the house had a two-story foyer and it went up and it had a, a curved stairway and, and a, a railing. And then there was an upper level that looked down into the foyer. And, and when I was in their house, I looked up and, and they were at the top of the stairs and just fuming mad. And they were like a, a chained dog and they were, 
pacing back and forth by the handrail and just angry. And, and they would turn and start down the steps and get halfway down and stop and, and turn around and go back up to the top of the steps and, and go back and forth. And they're just angry. It's like this, they couldn't wait to get at me. And here's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. You stepping into that place with my presence changes the atmosphere. And, and this individual, this individual told me one time, I, they said, I, you know, I really enjoy your visits, but it comes at a cost. I'm, I'm trying to write a book. And when you leave here for days, I can't get anything. They say, I have recordings of things that, that I have recorded and people that I have interviewed. And it seems like when you come here and then you leave, the recordings have become blank. This has nothing to do with me. I'm a carrier. And where there's chaos, when you and I have peace, we, we bring it with us. I don't know why, but right now in my mind I'm seeing a Charles... Uh, or a, a, Charlie Brown character, Pigpen. You remember him? He went around and he just there was just always dirt around him. Well, that's what I'm seeing in my mind right now that happens to us as believers. We, we walk into a situation that's full of chaos, but, but we have this peace inside of us, and it affects the environment. You're here this morning, and you're, you're wondering why God hasn't fixed this situation, why God hasn't brought peace to your life, by, by removing this enemy or by changing the circumstances. But God wants you to know something. That's not how he works. He works by giving you peace. So when Jesus said, peace be with you, he was not simply greeting his disciples. He was an issuing a command of the chaos and anarchy in their lives. And so when the disciples saw Jesus die and be buried, the Bible says that they gathered together for fear of the Jews. They were not sure what was going to happen to them. They'd seen what the Jews had done to Jesus, and being that they were the followers of Jesus, the anger was now on them, and they were afraid. And the Bible says they went into an upper room, and they hid themselves, and and all of a sudden, in the middle of that chaos... And the questions and the crying and the fear, he shows up. And he observes the situation. And he says, I know what you guys need. Peace be unto you. He didn't tell them, listen, I'm going to fix all this because he didn't fix it. He didn't say, I'm going to change all that because he doesn't change it. He says, what you need is not for your circumstances to change. You need some of this. It's called peace. Peace. He said, here, I'm going to give you peace. And not only am I going to give it to you, receive the Holy Ghost. He's going to teach you what this is. He's going to remind you about what I said. Because I want you to know something, church. If we think we're going to sit around and pray until God fixes America, we got another thing coming. God wants to fix us, the church. We're in this situation because we have lost our foothold 
on what it means to be the people of God. And what God wants us to have is peace so that we can walk into any circumstance and not be swayed by what's going on around us, but understand we are there to deliver peace to the situation. That's good stuff. Whether it's on an individual basis, somebody's life was blown up. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to bring peace into this. Your circumstance may not change. Your enemies may still be circling around you. But while you are circled around by your enemies, you are sitting in a banquet table that God has prepared for you. A feast that he has given you. And they can't do anything about it. Because when you understand that greater is the peace that's inside of you than the chaos that's outside in the world, then you understand you've been called to change your circumstances. Because he gave us peace. I have peace. They're still mad at me, but I got peace. It's still tough right now, but I got peace. They still don't love me, but I, I got peace. And I want to tell you something. You want to change the circumstance? You just carry peace into that. When, when they're fuming mad at you and, and you can just smile and say, I understand. I understand you're angry. I understand you're hurt. I've had them pull guns on me. But greater is the peace inside of me than the anger inside of them. I've had them swear I wasn't going to see that sunset, but greater is the peace inside of me than the anger inside of them. I had them told me I'm going to lose my job if I don't listen to this filthy joke, but greater is the peace inside of me than the anger inside of them. And so God wants you to know you can you carry this peace around with you. This peace I give you. It's not like the world gives peace. They give peace by changing the circumstances. I don't need to change the circumstances. I need to change your heart. I need to give you peace. You see, the world's peace, it's, it's different than that. In fact, Jesus warned us in the last days, they're going to be running around saying peace, peace, safety, and sudden destruction. But this peace I give you is everlasting. You see, the peace is only dependent, is dependent upon the value or the character of the one who gives it. I've had people tell me, it'll be okay. It wasn't okay. <laughs> but Jesus said, I give you peace. I want to tell you something. That It's got some mileage on it. It's true. It's trustworthy. It'll get you through. It may not change your circumstances, but it keeps your circumstances from changing you. It keeps your circumstances from changing your outlook on God because I've got peace. In the midst of a storm... I've got peace. And the disciples didn't get this. You see, everything that Jesus was doing was a lesson. He was trying to get them to learn the lesson. And so they're in the midst of the boat, and the boat is in the midst of the storm. And where is Jesus? He's not in panic mode. He's sleeping. Why? Because he had peace. This was personal with him. My peace I give you. Do you know what God wants that out of us today? He wants us to be purveyors of peace. 
Listen, folks, listen to me. We are heading headstrong into a world of absolute chaos. Absolute chaos. If you don't think it's ever going to hit home on our shores, you're, you're deceived. It's coming. I'm not a pessimist. Those that know me, I'm one of the most optimistic people you will know, but I'm a realist. It, the world, Jesus himself said, unless those days be shortened, even the very elect would be deceived. But he wants us to be purveyors of peace so that in the midst of the storm, we can bring peace to somebody that does, isn't determined by changing their circumstance. It's determined by changing their heart. And so Jesus lay down in the boat and he went to sleep and a storm came up. And the disciples were still like us. They wanted him to, to rid the enemy. They wanted him to make the enemy be gone. And the Bible says that he was frustrated with them. He said, how, how could you have so little faith? I'm sure they would have said, but the water is getting in the boat. We're bailing as fast as we can. You ever been there? And the problem is getting worse. And they said the problem's getting worse. There's more water in water. There was a, there's only two things that cause a storm, and that's the wind and the water. They weren't afraid of the wind. They were afraid of the water. Can I tell you something? The very thing you're afraid of may not be the problem at all. Because when Jesus finally responded to the cry for help, he stood up and he rebuked the wind. But he spoke peace to the waves. He was trying to get them to understand this truth. The only thing though that was needed here was peace. Take that to the bank. Don't wait for God to calm your storm. Believe God to give you peace in the midst of your storm. Calming your storm before it's brought its full effect in your life only means you're going to have to go through another storm. And so they did. And the next time they got in a boat, he wasn't even in the boat with them. It's going to get worse if you don't learn the lesson of the storm. You think it's bad having him sleep in your boat. He's not even going to be in the boat the next time. And when you do see him, he's going to be walking as if he's just going to pass by you in the midst of all of this because he's wanting them to learn the message of the boat, and that is peace. You see, he had peace. He had peace before they ever got in the boat. He told them, you guys get into this boat, and I will meet you on the other side. What they didn't grasp is that was now a divine appointment from God. He just told them, you're going to make it to the other side because you got an appointment with me. And they didn't get that. They allowed the chaos of the storm to cause them to lose sight of the promise from God. You know what he wanted them to do? He wanted them to look around and say, hey, wait a minute, what, what, what didn't we learn the last time this happened? What did he do last time? Let's see. He rebuked the wind and he spoke peace to the waves. Let's try that. 
Why don't you next time there comes a storm in your life, instead of saying, God, fix it, fix it, fix it, why, why don't you just speak peace to it? Peace. Proverbs puts it this way. Soft answer turns away wrath. They yell at you. Give them some peace. They're angry at you. Give them some peace. And I don't mean you want a piece of me. That's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) He vacates the chaos in their life. You know, some people just have that kind of attitude. They just want to fight all the time. There'll be people come in your life that that's all they're doing is picking a fight. But they can't have one if you don't give them one. It's said, I've not been there, I've read about it. There's a gravestone in a relatively obscure cemetery in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, that simply says, what are you looking at? (laughs) This guy didn't even die in peace. What situation are you facing that needs peace? This is a this is a this is more than just a genteel greeting. The enemy of your soul is the author of chaos and confusion. Holy Spirit is a Holy Spirit of peace. And God operates in peace. He's not frantic or frenetic. He's not chaotic. Sure, he can mess things up, but he operates in peace. He gives us peace as a down payment. And we're to keep that. My peace. Jesus said, this is mine. I won this for you. It's not yours. It's his. He says, I give it to you. I leave my peace with you. You don't have to fight for this peace. You don't have to generate it or create it. You can't. Generating peace is like spanking your kid to make them quit crying. Doesn't work. You can't make peace. You can accept it. And I want to tell you something. There is something grandly supernatural about the peace that passes all understanding. Wow. You know, it's really freaky, God. I should be freaking out right now. But I'm not. I should be out of my mind upset. But I'm not upset. I'm not stupid. I'm not ignorant. I'm not hiding my head in the sand. I, I have a peace. I have a peace. It passes all understanding. John chapter 20, verse 21, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so I send you. Luke chapter 10, verse 5, And into whatsoever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. Peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. I have it. 
I want to give it to you. I, I want to dispense peace. Not agitate, not, not aggravate. I want to dispense peace. I, I want to I I give you what God gave me. Just like Jesus, he said, Jesus said, just like the Father sent me, how did the Father send him? The angels just told us, peace on earth. Goodwill the men. That's how the Father sent Jesus. That's how Jesus sends us. And he gave us the peace. And how do we dispense it? We, we just speak it. I won't bore you into the details, but I can't tell you the number of times in my life and as a, as a, as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, facing situations I don't know what to do. And the enemy just wants to swirl. How many know what I'm talking about? You, it's just like he's just swirling your head and feeding you all this garbage. It'll never be right. It'll never be fixed. It'll never work. It'll, this, you're going down. You're down for the count. It's not going to happen. It, and I grabbed a hold of the peace that God gives me, and I speak that. And it just changes things. The circumstance can change, but even if it doesn't, I got peace. I got peace. He gave it to me. He won it for me. He took it from the enemy, and he restored it to me. He, God gave it to me. I'm going to throw a couple of quick scriptures at you. Romans 1 and 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Romans 3.16. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. Romans 10 and 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? And it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Galatians 5, 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Philippians 4, 7, And the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus, the peace of God. You feel like you're going crazy? You ever been there? You feel like you're going to lose it? You feel like just in the next minute if one more person says one more thing, I'm going to lose it, I'm going to go over the top, I'm going to do something, you better get out of my face. You know what I'm talking about. The peace of God can keep your heart and mind. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So the enemy wants to get your eye off of God. Because when you get your eye off of him, you lose your peace. And when you lose your peace, you've lost the kingdom. You see, where there's a kingdom, there's a king. And the enemy will use people. I'm going to give this to you and I'm going to quit. He will use people to distract you. But when you hold on to your peace, you'd be surprised at the change that can come over them. 
He will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. Peace. I give you peace. That's all you got to do. Choose peace. When you're distracted, when there's chaos, when your emotions are screaming, you don't know what to do, just, just take peace. It's a choice. It's yours to keep. Just accept it. Don't, you got, if you've got to work it up, you don't understand it yet. You don't understand it yet. You accept this. Pastor, why aren't you going crazy? I've, I've, I've talked to him. I've talked to him, and what did he say? Peace. Just chill, dude. I got this. Just, just peace. So I don't know how this is going to turn out. I understand it's still raging. I understand it's still chaotic, but you watch. He's never been wrong. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. He's, he's never been wrong. So get me through this. And when he gets me through this, I won't be able to brag about all the things that I did. All I did was like a fullback, I grabbed onto that football and I put my head down and I just ran. And he blocked for me and he cleared the way for me. And I just carried that, that peace that passes. You're sitting here this morning, you say, Pastor, this doesn't make any sense. Good, good. Passes all understanding. It's peace. Let the peace of God dwell in your hearts. Peace. That's Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor of Encounter. More messages from Pastor Rice are available at our website, godenc.com. You can subscribe to our regular podcast through our website or on iTunes. Find us on Facebook under Encounter.